Okay, we're going. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're recording now. Did you not get the memo? No, no one told me this was happening today. I told you that we were recording. Oh, my. That we were starting. I don't remember this at all. Oh, my gosh. All right, well. What are we recording what? Shut up. The podcast. Oh, we're still doing that. Yeah, we're still going. Oh, okay. I didn't know that we were going to do that. We were going to record today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, um, I'm here now. Okay, well, I hope you brought something to the table here. Uh, I brought I brought my phone and a little mug of hot cocoa. A little what hot cocoa? A little mug of hot cocoa. A mug of hot cocoa, yeah. What what's in there? Said? I don't know. I thought you said mug of hot cocoa, and I'm like, what's a mug of hot cocoa? It's a mug of hot cocoa. Mug of hot cocoa. Well, it's got hot chocolate and mini marshmallows and peppermint schnapps. Mm-hmm. We went to the liquor store specifically to buy peppermint schnapps and Baileys, mm-hmm. and they did not have Baileys anywhere, so I had to buy this other Irish cream stuff. Mm-hmm. It was not Baileys, but it yeah. still tasted good in my hot cocoa. Okay, good. Well, anyway, welcome um, to Known Unknowns, the podcast you love and listen to. My name is Carly Davis. My name is Harry Sullivan. And you are our biggest fan. Yeah. And happy holidays. This is our Known Unknowns holiday extravaganza episode. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. what, what, are you, what do you like about the holidays, Carly? The holiday times. What do I like about the holiday times? Um, the Christmas lights. (laughs) Okay. Um, hot chocolate. Okay. Snow. Snow. I like snow. Yeah. It'd be nice if we could get some of that. I know. It hasn't snowed here at all. I'm mad. Well, we've got like one snow and like some of it's stuck, but that's about it. There was, a, there was a, a slight dusting the other day. Yeah, but that's not cool. No. It's not cool. Um, yeah. Man, it would be sad to live somewhere that didn't get snow ever. Yeah, that would be not good. It is my it? favorite time about the winter is snow. <laughs> Your favorite time about the winter is snow? Mm-hmm. Does that not make sense? My favorite... Oh. My favorite thing about winter is the snow. <laughs> you fool. Shut up. You didn't question it. Yes, I did. That's why I repeated it to you. Okay. Well, I'm dumb. And you didn't even catch it that time. We all know I'm not smart. Okay. <laughs> we need to mention it. We need to talk about it, I mean. <laughs> Damn it. We already mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well... What's going on in the world? Nothing really. Yeah. Had to watch a bunch of politicians get the vaccine. And A, I don't like needles. I don't like watching that. <laughs> B, I don't care. I mean, I care about the what's going on, but I don't care if these politicians get the vaccine. I Why are they getting yeah, it? Yeah, people who actually could be, it would be useful <laughs> to them could be getting it. These people who let us all die and get sick, they're mm-hmm. the ones getting it first. How's that fair? It's not fair. No. I'll go on record right now and say that I, too, am willing to take the the novel coronavirus vaccine on camera um, to uh, make people comfortable with taking it. Yep, me too. If that means I get it now, I'll take it. Oh, it, oh! I guess that would mean that I would get it. That'd be one of the first people to get it, huh? Who, who, who could have? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, huh. I didn't even think about that, but mm-hmm. that's that's neat. Yeah, that is. That's a perk of doing the right thing. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, nothing else is really happening. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. I feel like once again there was something that I thought about earlier today. I was like, I should bring that up on the podcast. We could talk about that. And I don't remember what it was. So uh, I didn't learn my lesson from last week. Last week, the things that I wanted to talk about, I remembered like the next day. Mm-hmm. And now I've forgotten one of them. The other one was talking about uh, Cyberpunk 2077. And that game came out and it's all buggy and uh, people don't hate it. And it... Uh, and people are people are mad at people are mad at a CD Projekt Red for making a bad game. Oh well. But that's that's the only. Th- I don't I don't know why I wanted to mention that on the podcast. I might have had something to say about it. 
Yeah, I'm curious about why you wanted to know. <laughs> and I don't remember what the other thing was. Uh, and I don't know what I wanted to talk about today. So this, um, sorry. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. All right. Good. If you don't care, then no, the listeners don't care. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we hop into it? We're five minutes in. I think it's appropriate to talk about <laughs> yeah. the actual topic, right? Sure, yeah. Today. Right. Yeah, well, we decided to do a holiday-themed episode. Yeah. And by that, I mean, well, holiday. I'm going to say holiday. Mine's okay. specifically the history of Christmas. Mine is also about Christmas. Okay, great. Christmas episode. Sorry, everyone who doesn't celebrate Christmas. Uh, it's my fault. Blame it on me. <laughs> um, I'm specifically talking about Christmas and its uh, pagan roots. So Ooh. I'm also talking about paganism. Is that okay. how you say it? Paganism? Yeah. Paganism. Ooh, tomorrow's the solstice. Uh-huh. It's pretty, this is a pretty interesting story. I think anyone, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, will enjoy this story. Okay, enjoy cool. Enjoy these facts. Factoids. Um, yeah, so kind of, so I'm talking about the history of Christmas today and how it's all a lie and a scam. Yeah, Christmas is bullshit. It's kind of, it's all a lie. If you get into it, it's all a lie. Don't believe it. It's not Jesus' birthday, but we'll get into it. Ready? Yeah. Okay, great. My sources I got from history.com. Okay, good place for history. And holodap. Dappy. Holodappy. Hol- Is that Hol- how you say that? I don't know. Holodappy.com. <laughs> That's a made-up made word. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. Okay, great. Well, so Christmas, as you know, is celebrated on December 25th. Yeah, I guess that's right. Mm-hmm. And is both a sacred religious holiday and a worldwide cultural and commercial phenomenon. For two millennia! People around the world have been observing it with traditions and practices that are both religious and secular in nature. Christians celebrate Christmas Day as the anniversary of the birth of Jesus of Nazareth, a spiritual leader whose teachings form the basis of their religion. Popular customs include exchanging gifts, decorating Christmas trees, attending church, sharing meals with family and friends, and of course, waiting for Santa Claus to arrive. Huh. I did not know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. December 25th, Christmas Day, has been a federal holiday in the United States since 1870. I didn't know it was a federal holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, nothing's open, so... Yeah, well. All right. Well, how did Christmas start, Harry? Oh, isn't this... Didn't Trump just make Christmas Eve a federal holiday this year as well? I think did so. He? Yeah. Is that why we're closed on Christmas Eve? I don't know. Our workplace? Uh, okay. The middle of no, winter... Because we're open on every other federal holiday. I think we're just closed this year because of COVID. Yeah. Okay. The middle of winter has long been a time of celebration around the world. Centuries before the arrival of the man called Jesus, early Europeans celebrated light and birth in the dark in the darkest days of winter. Many people rejo- rejoiced during the winter solstice when the worst of the winter was behind them and they could look forward to longer days and extended hours of sunlight. Mm-hmm. It is hard for us to understand how important sunlight was to our ancestors and how it affected their quality of life. Typically, people would live and work during daylight hours, so the long and dark winter months uh, must have seemed never-ending. Which I never really thought about that. That yeah. that would be a big celebration, like, yay! You know? Yeah, it's, it's longer days from here on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have been re- relying on their store of grains and crops from the previous summer to tide them over until the following year, and would be eager to plant new crops and receive some fresh food to eat. In Scandinavia, the do you say Norse? The mm-hmm. Norse celebrated Yule from December 21st, the winter solstice through January. In recognition of the return of the sun, fathers and sons would bring home large logs which they would set on fire. 
<laughs> the people would feast until the log burned out and could take as many as 12 days. Oh, wow. The Norse believed that each spark from the fire represented a new pig or calf that would be bo born during the coming year. Oh. The Yule log is a reminder of the times when European pagans would have bonfires during winter solstice, mm -hmm. thereby symbolizing the return of the sun with the days starting to get longer again. So the Yule log, mm -hmm. how that's like a Christmassy thing now? Yeah. Yeah. So the Yule log played a major role in the Yule festivities with a piece of the previous year's log being saved to start the fire the following year. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, it was considered unlucky to buy a log. Instead, it was harvested and instead it was harvested from the householder's land or received as a gift. Once brought into the house and placed ceremoniously in the fireplace, it was decorated with greenery, smothered with alcohol, and dusted with flour before being set on fire. God, I wish that were me. I know. I would love what? to be... To be a Yule log? Yeah, I'd love to be decorated in greenery, smothered in alcohol, and uh, set on set fire. Set on fire? Yeah, it oh. sounds like a good time. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see here. The log... Would then burn all night before smoldering for 12 days. Mm. Celtic mythology. Celtic. Celtic mythology. Damn it. Uh -huh. I knew Celtic didn't sound right. <laughs> Unless this is a mythology just thought, uh, I believe, by the Boston basketball team. Oh, I knew it. I was like, is that, that's the sports team, isn't it? Damn it. Okay, Celtic mythology told the stories of the Oak King and the Holly King, and the Oak representing the time from the winter solstice to summer solstice, and the Holly representing the time from the summer solstice to the winter solstice. Today, Yule logs are often represented by a chocolate-covered Swiss roll cake sprinkled with icing sugar to represent the flour that was dusted onto the log before burning and decorated with small plastic sprigs of holly. <laughs> Have you ever burned a Yule log? No. Yeah, I, I, We did one year when I was log. a kid. We, we were like... You pagan? Well, a lot of Christians do that, don't they? They have a Yule log. I've, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when, we were, when I was a kid, like we went... Around the solstice time, we went somewhere and like stayed in a cabin. I feel like it was like Wildlife Prairie Park or something. We stayed in a cabin there and we burned a Yule log one of the days, one of the nights. That's cool. And like the fire pit thing outside. It was hmm. fun. And decorated it and stuff. So now I'm going to talk about the history of Santa Claus. Ooh, Santa Claus. I'm going to talk about Santa Claus too. Yeah. But we'll get so to there's a couple theories about this i guess when, uh -huh. when i was reading it um the pagan one is in germany people honored the pagan god odin during the midwinter holiday is it odin mm -hmm. i'm gonna say odin yeah. germans were terrified of odin as they believed he was he made nocturnal flights through the sky to observe his people mm -hmm. and then decide who would prosper or perish Sounds familiar, huh? Mm -hmm. Because of his presence, many people chose to stay inside. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that our modern-day image of Father Christmas has largely been shaped by the 1930s Coca-Cola advertising <laughs> campaign, he most definitely has pagan roots. Um, but then one... Uh, yeah, okay. Children all over the world are told that Father Christmas developed from St. Nicholas. But those people that follow paganism know there is more to the story than that. There was a pagan god named Odin, mm -hmm. often depicted as a chubby old man with a white beard who wore a long flowing cloak, who would make his uh, mm -hmm. runs in the middle of the night and kill people or <laughs> let them live. Wild, right? Yeah. That that's like actually where it came from. In 1822... Uh, Episcopal minister Clement Clark Moore wrote a Christmas poem called An Account of a Chris of a An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas, more popularly known today by its first line, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. The poem depicted Santa Claus as a jolly man who flies from home to home on a sled driven by reindeer to deliver toys. The iconic version of Santa Claus as a jolly man in red with a white beard and a sack of toys was immortalized 
1881, when political cartoonist Thomas Nast drew on Moore's poem to create the image of Old Saint Nick we know today. I didn't know that uh, that was Thomas Nast. Yeah, that's like really interesting that it went from, well, the origin, the origin is pagan god Odin. Right. And then the uh, minister who made the um, poem Mm -hmm. drew from that. And then the guy who drew it Mm -hmm. drew St. Nicholas and then Coca-Cola in their ad campaign in the 1930s Mm -hmm. who who popularized Santa Claus, which is like wild to me (laughs) how that evolved. Yeah, I know. It is really. That's so weird. Um, You don't learn that in school. You just hear St. You know, came from St. Nicholas. Lies. Not really. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like a little of, bit, but you, not you really. You kind of combine St. Nicholas with the Odin thing. Yeah, but we they stole that, like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. God from the pagans well, sure. to make it Christian. Well, yeah. So I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, how do you say this? Saturnalia? Mm-hmm. Saturnalia. In Rome, where winters are not as harsh as those in the far north, Saturnalia, a holiday in honor of Saturn, the god of agriculture, was celebrated, beginning in the week leading up to the winter solstice and continuing for a full month. Saturnalia was a... I don't (laughs) know this word. A hedonistic. Hedonistic time, when food and drink were plentiful and the normal Roman social order was turned upside down. For a month, slaves would become masters. Peasants were in command of the city, and business and schools were closed so that everyone could join in the fun. Sounds like a good time. I know. Also around the time of the winter solstice, Romans observed juvenilia. Mm Mm-hmm. A feast honoring the children of Rome. Oh, Ju- yeah. Okay. Uh, in addition, members of the upper class often celebrated the birthday of Mithra, the god of uncon, the god of the unconquerable sun, on December twenty fifth. It was believed that Mithra, an infant god, was born of a rock. For some Romans, Mithra's birthday was the most sacred day of the year. Mm-hmm. So, is Christmas really the day Jesus was born, Harry? Gotta gotta say probably not on that one. All right. Well, I'm going to put my money on no. Okay. In the early years of Christianity, Easter was the main holiday. The birth of Jesus was not celebrated. In the 4th century... <laughs> I just care when he died. It doesn't matter when he was when born. He, when he rose again oh right yeah when he rose again. yeah i guess when he was born <laughs> the second time yeah get your arm off the table sir it's shaking the mic um let's see here in the fourth century church officials decided to institute the birth of jesus as a holiday unfortunately the bible does not mention the date for his birth oh man a fact puritans later pointed out in order to deny the legitimacy of the celebration a fact that Puritans later pointed out. Although some evidence suggests that his birth may have occurred in the spring, why would shepherds be herding in the middle of the winter? Pope Julius I chose December 25th, and it is commonly believed that the church chose this date in an effort to adopt and absorb the traditions of the pagan Saturnalia festival, first called the Feast of the Nativity, the custom spread to Egypt uh, the custom spread to Egypt by 432 and to England by the end of the 6th century. Uh-huh. So th- that's a really nice way of saying <laughs> they made it on December 25th, so... To steal the it, solstice's steal the, thunder. Well, yeah, to steal the pagans' holiday. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why they did it. Say... I just want everyone to know that. <laughs> okay. They chose that very specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. By holding Christmas at the same time as traditional winter solstice festivals, church leaders increased the chances that Christmas would be popularly embraced, but mm-hmm. gave up the ability to dictate how it was celebrated. Mm. By the Middle Ages, Christianity had, for the most part, replaced pagan religion. 
On Christmas, believers attended church, then celebrated raucously in a drunken carnival-like atmosphere, similar to today's Mardi Gras. <laughs> Each year, a beggar or student would be crowned the Lord of Misrule, and eager celebrants celebrants, yeah, played the part of his subjects. The poor would go to the houses of the rich and demand their best food and drink. And if owners failed to comply, their visitors would most likely terrorize them with mischief. Is that why it's like, now bring us the figgy pudding, yeah. now bring bring us the figgy pudding, now bring us the figgy pudding. Like, it's like, bring it right now. Uh-huh, yeah. And here we, cool. here we come, uh, wassailing. Wassail. So, yeah. Yeah. Um... Let's see here. Christmas became the time of the year when upper classes would repay their real or imagined debt to society by entertaining less fortunate citizens. Imagine that. I know. It wasn't until the 19th century that Americans began to embrace Christmas. So that was like their kind of Christmas celebration mm -hmm. was like the raucous party of and drunk right. people. So the Christmas we know today wasn't really didn't really begin to uh, evolve or begin to happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, till the 19th century in America. So Americans reinvented Christmas and changed it from a raucous carnival holiday into a family-centered day of peace and nostalgia. Mm -hmm. But what about the 1800s peaked American interest in the holiday? The That's a good question. Yeah. The early 19th century was a period of class conflict and turmoil. During this time, unemployment was high and, quote, gang rioting, end quote, by the disenchanted classes often occurred during the Christmas season. In 1828, the New York City Council instituted its city's first police force in response to a Christmas riot. <laughs> this catalyzed certain members of the upper classes to begin to change the way Christmas was celebrated in America. I think we should bring it back. Christmas riots? Yeah, I think that's dope. That would be, yeah, I, I think I think it's high time we uh, reinstitute that tradition. Well, I think, yeah, because people, the poor people, Poor people were trying to take back what was theirs. Like, yeah. That was like the tradition, you know? Mm -hmm. Like they would terrorize rich people. Yeah, I know. And steal shit. Yeah. And then they're like, actually, <laughs> let's keep <laughs> you poor. <laughs> so, yeah. I think we should bring it back, honestly. Absolutely. Uh, it's your weekly reminder that uh, shoplifting is not a crime. <laughs> also around this time when Christmas became popular... In America, English author Charles Dickens created the classic holiday tale, A Christmas Carol. The story's message, the importance of charity and goodwill towards all humankind, struck a powerful chord in the United States and England and showed members of Victorian society the benefits of celebrating the holiday. So that's really interesting that A Christmas Carol made what we see today as Christmas-like popular. Yeah. <laughs> like made our Christmas celebrations that we celebrate today, like popular mm -hmm. or like made it what the holiday is right. now. <laughs> the, f the family was also becoming less disciplined and more sensitive to the emotional needs of children during the early 1800s. Christmas provided families with a day when they could lavish attention and gifts on their children without appearing to spoil them. So we're, we're returning to the... That's like the uh, Saturnalia and Juvenalia kind of things. Mm -hmm. We're making it all about the children. We're like letting the, letting the poors be, have, have their time in the sun. Mm -hmm. As Americans began to embrace Christmas as a perfect family holiday, old customs were unearthed. People looked toward uh, recent immigrants in Catholic and Episcopal Paleon churches to see how the day should be celebrated. In the next 100 years, Americans built a Christmas tradition on their own that included pieces of many other customs, including decorating trees, which is originally pagan, mm -hmm. ascending holiday cards and gift giving, which is all of this was originally pagan. <laughs> uh, although most families quickly brought into the idea that they were celebrating, bought into the idea that they were celebrating Christmas, how it has how it has been done for centuries, America had only reinvented a holiday to fill the cultural needs of a growing nation, hmm. is what this article said, <laughs> which I think is interesting. 
Mm-hmm. And so there's a list here. Actually, I should look this up. Okay. I had it pulled up and then it wasn't. Um, a list of like up twelve things or something. Oh, Oops. oh no, Harry! Sorry. No, I didn't. I just. Oh, okay, good. It's it's still recording. Harry bumped <laughs> the table, and that can stop it sometimes. Let me pull this up. Talk to them while okay. I'm pulling this up. Um, I so a thing I would looked up. I, I found in my research is that um, the um. So uh, on on the Germanic pagan note, uh, yeah. Well, Odin is like an inspiration for the Santa Claus character. Um, the the god of thunder Thor in German, his name is Donner, which is one of Santa's right. Uh, oh on Donner, yeah. On Dasher. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, I, is this the list? No, it's a different list. So yeah, let's let's see. So the list. Holly. Holly. The pagan origins of Holly. Uh, let's see. The Roman mytho- In Roman mythology, Holly was the sacred plant of the god Saturn. Mm-hmm. And to honor him at, at the Saturnalia festival, the Romans gave each other gifts of holly wreaths. Okay. So that's interesting. That is. Um, oh, mistletoe. Mm-hmm. So mistletoe was revered as a sacred plant by the Celts, the Norse, and the North American Native Americans. Um, Druids mm-hmm. believed that mistletoe could protect against thunder and lightning. Uh, priests would use a golden sickle to cut a piece of mistletoe from an oak tree, catching the branches before they reached the ground. The mistletoe would then be cut into small pieces and distributed amongst the people. Um, mistletoe was also recognized as a druidic symbol of joy and peace if enemies met each other underneath the woodland mistletoe they were obliged to put down their weapons and form a truce until the following day so that's where the kissing under the mistletoe Ah, like as like came to be um the roman god bacchus bacchus (laughs) wore ivy so ivy Hmm. pagans believed ivy to be a symbol of eternal life so that's why ivy's popular. Mm-hmm. Um, the Romans made laurel wreaths, so okay. like Christmas wreaths. More, more wreaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pagan god Odin is Santa Claus, basically. Um, the Romans gave gifts at Saturnalia, so uh-huh. that's where the gift giving came from. Um, wa- wa- wassailing. Mm-hmm. Um, that that originally from it. <laughs> uh, pagans loved green leaves and red berries. Okay. Um, the traditional Christmas colors of red and green are complementary colors that res- that represent fertility. Pagan derived decorations that are still seen at Christmas time include the green leaves and the red berries of holly, mistletoe, and wreaths. Um, let's see. So yeah, they were like the pagan colors, I pagan see. holiday colors. The pagans sang at the winter solstice, so that's where caroling came from. Okay. Europeans burned the Yule log. I read all about the Yule log, so I won't. <laughs> um, the pagan holiday adapted to Christianity. Uh-huh. Uh, candles were used during Saturnalia. Okay. I see. Okay. Candles. I guess candles are popular at Christmas. They are, I thought they are popular candles at were more of like a Jewish thing, a Hanukkah thing. <laughs> Don't they use candles? <laughs> yeah, but like people, people like put a like a candle. Like, yeah, thing in people the window put and stuff. Candles, candles in are the windows. Candles are big. Candles the, like, are. You hold a candle when you're caroling, don't you? You um, like hold candles. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah for for late. Yeah, that. no, that's a thing. And people put like the the yeah luminarias on the ground. The the candles and the little things. Uh, the yeah. end of this article they have, did you realize that pagan Christmas traditions are still celebrated today? And then they have a bunch of people's responses to it. Like, I'm a Christian and didn't realize all the paganism associated with Christmas, which a lot of people don't. You think this is how Christmas has been celebrated forever. Mm-hmm. But really, no, it's a very, like, American uh, 19th century thing, mm-hmm. which is, like, crazy. Because you don't really learn that. And then also you think, oh, it used to be, uh, what Christmas used to be was St. Nicholas. And then you'd get like one little gift in your shoe or something. Right. You know, but really, no, it's just pagan and then Christianity stole it. So then paganism <laughs> would die. 
that's I'm sorry they did that. I'm just mad about it. I know. I it, just want more people to know about that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I mean, the, I've seen the Wicker Man. The I, yeah, I made you watch it. Yeah, and Wicker it's Man. a good movie, mm-hmm. and I've, I've made me realize how fun being a pagan could be. Yeah, that was a good movie. I had to watch it for one of my religion classes in school and college. And yeah, I had to, because it was always every week, every other week, one week we would like read an article about the, no, one week we'd re, we'd watch a movie uh-huh. about religion, mm-hmm. but sometimes it wasn't religious. Like we had to watch Fight Club, that Fight Club movie, what's it called? Fight Club? Yeah, Fight Club. <laughs> Fight Club. And then. The movie about the Fight Club? <laughs> the movie about the Fight Club. We had to watch Fight Club because we were talking about um, charismatic charismatic leaders or something Mm -hmm. so we watched fight club and then talked about how that was care how he was like a charismatic Mm -hmm. leader yeah um so we watched fight club and then like the next week we'd read like an article about fight club versus religion blah 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 (laughs) and then have discussions anyway yeah we had to watch the wicker man you guys should all watch that it was a good movie it was kind of creepy yeah like i haven't seen the nick cage wicker man but the 1979 one with christopher lee and oh yeah we had to watch that one that's the good good (laughs) good wicker man yeah um all right so you talked a little bit about uh about santa claus and him being a combination of or a him him being taken the name Saint Nicholas and his no being known for generosity and giving him the traits of mm-hmm. uh Odin. Um there uh there there's some other things about uh Santa Claus which have which may have come from other uh pagan beliefs and stuff at the mm, time. Okay. And it has to do with a, a little fun guy called Amanita Muscaria. Okay. Um, so when you think of the most like classically recognizable like cartoon storybook lawn ornament image of a toadstool. What? I don't know what a toadstool like is. Like a mushroom. Oh, okay, yeah. You 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 probably think of a little a little round mushroom <laughs> with a rounded bright red top with white spots. We saw one of those once, and we saw little red mushrooms. Yeah, with little mm-hmm. red tops in Southern Illinois it was very cute. Yeah. And anyway, the, yeah, that's what I would picture. A white gills under a white underside with gills on it, and mm-hmm. a little the white gills. trunk. Like in Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, that like movie, those. Yeah. Um, those. they had those. Hang on, they had those mushrooms. They were really big, and they were like. You, the little white spots on top were like marshmallow cream, and you could like scoop it. They scooped it up with their hands and just shoved it into their face. That's the only thing I think of when I think of those mushrooms. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well, anyway, those those not not the not the Willy Wonka ones, but the, the real life mushrooms that look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's 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 the Amanita muscaria or uh, fly Amanita, as it's also called. Okay. Um. So they grow all over the northern hemisphere in Europe, North America, Asia, all over the place, and have been introduced unintentionally to the southern hemisphere as well. (laughs) They grow in woodlands in temperate and boreal ecosystems. They're listed as poisonous, um, but um, with some controversy, um, as cooking them breaks down their poisons, and so they're edible. You can eat them, and they're traditionally eaten like all over the world, where they naturally, where mm-hmm. they're native to. Um, I mean, you have you have to you have to cook them like a specific way. You can't just don't don't boil them. You, yeah, well, I mean, you have to like parboil them twice or something. I don't know. Don't oh. just go like. Don't just pick up one of these mushrooms and throw it in a frying pan and then eat it. Eat it, and then get mad at me when it's not good for you. But. Um, <laughs> they they are edible, and you know, a a lot of other mushrooms are listed as edible when you have to also p- prepare them a certain way. So people, a lot of fans of the Amanita muscaria are like, this is just uh, people. People are prejudiced against this mushroom. Why are they prejudiced against this mushroom? Well, um, because um, they uh, um have a, have a important place in a lot of uh old-time pagan cultures okay or some um I, uh, eating them raw uh, probably also won't necessarily kill you um a fatal dose is like 15 caps to kill you um but hmm. what they will do is make you trip balls 
my god even when they're cooked no not cooked oh it like breaks down the the psychoactive stuff but if you eat them if you eat them raw then you get then you get high okay mm-hmm. interesting so there's a there's a lot of disagreement um among historians and uh you know um, ethno ethnologists and ethnomycologists and people yeah. about a lot of what i'm about to talk about here um some think it's like all just rubbish and coincidences and some are like this is totally the truth and stuff okay so what does this have to do with christmas so anyway shamans in siberian and in in siberian indigenous cultures as well as the sami people of scandinavia used amanita muscaria mushrooms for their psychoactive effects in relation to religious rituals Um, and as you talked about the winter solstice was a time of great spiritual importance for pagan yeah. peoples. So um, there are a number of ways in which uh, magic mushrooms and Christmas may have become intertwined. <gasps> oh my gosh. So we got to get some of this. Yeah, I know. We gotta... this year, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. So first up, the, the shamans of the Sami people and other Siberian um, uh, cultures um, would distribute these mushrooms to people um in order to alter their consciousnesses and you know take part in like the spiritual rituals and the festival stuff so you Mm -hmm. know we're doing they would they would go around the village or area or whatever and give these as gifts to people and Mm -hmm. like do all the stuff um these shamans would wear red reindeer pelts um and they would travel around by sleigh (gasps) (laughs) um And because snow often would block the door of people's homes in the middle of the winter, Mm -hmm. um, people would often also have an opening in the roof of their home through which people could come (gasps) and go. Like Santa. Like Santa coming down the chimney. Oh my gosh. Instead of Because you had to use that door. You had to use that thing up there to get in and out. Yeah, if the door's like half blocked with snow, it's a lot easier to go up through the roof. Whoa. Then, yeah, you'd have to come back down the roof. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. It's all coming together. So you'd That's have the, the local the local uh, shaman um, would come to, uh, you know, administer the Christmas rituals. Those shrooms? And his the wet red reindeer pelt. And he'd, he'd bring you, like, a dried mushroom to, to have or a few or something. So they were kind of poisonous, but, on, but only like, if you ate, like, 16. Yeah. I mean, they'll only kill you if you eat like a ton of them they're i mean they're like poisonous in that you know you're not you know it's, psychoactive drugs aren't good for your brain like I no mean, well i mean they, they <laughs> i mean that's debatable i guess it depends how you class what, what you want in what way you're thinking about them being good okay maybe they're good for your mind but not your brain okay cool we'll say that um you know the mushrooms themselves are bright red and white um so so there's a connection right there with santa claus <laughs> yep just uh he's all red and white <laughs> he's all red and white <laughs> and you know i'll i mean the colors red and white are hugely uh associated with the christmas time and like you got candy canes those are red and white mm-hmm. you got all kinds of decorations those things are red and white i mean it's i mean next to red and green red and white is the color of the season yeah but that's because of jesus's blood and then the white of purity or something like that. Okay, that could be too. Well, no, I, that's what we say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what I learned that, in school. That's, it's supposed to be like a Christian thing. The white and red. That doesn't make any I'm sense. I'm telling you, I learned this he, He's just born. School. You're already talking about him like bleeding and being his, his death. He, he was just born. Yeah, I don't know. I'm let, probably Let wrong. the kid be a baby. No, I, <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> something that's red and white in the world in america i mean it means that in christianity i should say means that not the world or america okay anyway continue um the the amanita muscaria um tends to grow at the foot of of trees um particularly pine trees in northern europe and asia okay um much like uh, presents at the bottom of Christmas Whoa. trees. Oh, 
I didn't put that together until you said it. You got uh, you got these little these little uh, presents down there. We're just waiting for you to. That's break, wild. Uh, break them open and have a uh, have a little experience. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, anyway, um, also with the mushrooms. Um, so the magic mushrooms that people typically talk about. Um, the psychoactive ingredient is psilocybin. Um, psilocybin isn't present in the fly amanita. Um, that what they have in, instead is ibotenic acid and muscimol. Um, muscimol muscimol forms when ibotenic acid is dried and is a more potent psychoactive thing. So the Sami and Siberian shamans would dry out the mushrooms before using them, typically by hanging them from trees. Um, so it's not hard to see the connection there between these bright red and white round <gasps> mushrooms hanging from hanging pine from trees. Pine trees. Um, and the you know, bright, bright red and white little globe ornaments we would Aww. hang all over today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is cool. <laughs> um, also, a reindeer. Um, not only were... Um, reindeer don't exist. What? (laughs) (laughs) Reindeer are are not real. Yes, they are. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay. Remember, I had a friend once whose cousin or something had a reindeer farm. So I know reindeer are real. They don't seem real to me. (laughs) I'm just saying. Continue. So humans aren't the only people, aren't the only things who eat shrooms, though. Uh, reindeer also are known to munch on them. They do. They munch on them. Yeah, and they actually seek them out specifically. Um, Andrew Haynes, deputy editor of the Pharmaceutical Journal, journal, wrote in 2010 that animals deliberately seek out the red and white spotted mushrooms in their habitats as they, quote, have a desire to experience altered states of consciousness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, reindeer just became my new favorite animal. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Reindeer like to trip. That's really funny. <laughs> I know. Uh, a common effect of the mushrooms in humans is the sensation of flying. So uh, why not people project that onto a reindeer? Um, or according to Harvard University biologist Dr. Donald Feaster, uh, people who ate the mushrooms may have so hallucinated flying reindeer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> This is great. Um, another person says that Rudolph's red nose bears a resemblance to a mushroom. So you've got this uh, oh reindeer with the red mushroom nose leading the way. Oh my god! Like like a like a paganistic shaman might lead you on a uh, <laughs> on a spiritual trip. Um, spiritual trip. Some of them are. So, some of these theorists are more. I don't know, think of the things more literally, like uh, it's the shamans going around in red and white cloaks giving people magic mushrooms and on sleighs pulled by animals. <laughs> <laughs> um, where uh. some are like, it, the j- Santa Claus journeying around the r- world has more of a connection to the the metaphor, the the metaphorical trip to a alter like a different uh, spiritual realm and stuff that's that's the trip that uh okay. santa claus is taken with the uh mushrooms. well i think i don't know i love this this is so cool <laughs> um what else i mean so there are some there are some party poopers uh like ronald <sighs> hutton a history professor at the university of bristol who says, if you look at the evidence of Siberian shamanism, which I've done, oh. uh, you find okay. that shamans didn't travel by sleigh, didn't usually deal with reindeer spirits, very rarely took the mushrooms to get trances, didn't have red and white clothes. I don't believe that. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, the other scientists and uh, historians? anthropologists and historians contradict that and say, yes, they did do all those things. <laughs> well, I believe the people who say they did, because that's really fun. It is. It is fun. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find oh, what else. Uh, 
yeah. The, is that about it? That's about all there is. Uh, mushrooms abound in Christmas iconography. Tree ornaments shaped like am- Amanita mushrooms and other depictions of the fungi are also prevalent in Christmas decorations throughout the world. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's about it. I was trying to... I spent a while trying to find more stuff on this. Um, but... Uh, it's it's really just a pretty short anecdote about this connection, but I, I tried to make it more than that. I don't know. No, I thought it was cool. No, that's good. It complemented my story very well. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, one historian, Ronald Hutton, told NPR that the theory of a mushroom Santa... Oh, never mind. Uh, but Russian rough <laughs> disagree. I already read that quote. Okay. Um, never mind. Siberian right. shamans did wear red deer pelts. I don't okay. Know. Sorry. I understand. I, I, I get it. A... I, I believe you. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, that was cool. I'd say topped our holiday episode. Well, last year they got a bonus episode, so I don't know about topping it. But remember when we talked about that log, the log with the face on it and then the red cloak the red blanket on top of it and you like spank it with sticks oh yeah <laughs> right isn't don't you like hit it with sticks yeah. you like whack it with sticks yeah and because i remember seeing that pic i posted the picture yeah it's like a log and you dress it up with like a little face and then you like cover it with a little blankie and then like you yeah you eventually hit it with sticks, hit it with so, sticks. That it poops, like, so it poops like present- presents some can- yeah <laughs> <laughs> That really cracks me up. I love that. I'm mm-hmm. going to do that. If I ever have children, that's how they're getting their presents. Like, we have to dress up and name a cute little log, and then we all <laughs> whack it with little twigs, and then it poops the presents. Oh, speaking of which, uh, another something else I was going to... That's what I was going to mention, is that people uh, will uh, drink their own urine and that of shamans and reindeer, because the... Um, you know, the psychoactive chemicals from the mushrooms are present in the urine still of people who ingest it. And so people would drink like reindeer pee <gasps> and, uh, and human pee in order uh, to, uh, just, you know, reuse the And that's the history of eggnog. <laughs> right? That's right. I don't know. I was trying to think of a drink. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, that's eggnog. Eggnog, everyone. Eggnog. All right, well, so we want to break the bad news to you now. It's not that bad. We are taking a break on the Christmas weekend. Oh, yeah. We will not be recording one over next weekend. Uh, We will not get one next Monday, an episode from us. Oh, yeah, we're taking a week off. We're taking the week off. It's we're We're just taking the week off for Christmas. There's a lot going on, and the holidays have been really stressful and stuff. Why are you laughing? Nothing. Yeah, you're smiling. I'm sorry. The holidays have been stressful, and we're just trying to get through it. It was hard to even record this one, but we wanted to get it out, do a holiday themed episode. But yeah, we're gonna just take. We really need to focus on uh, the holidays this week. (laughs) It's stressful right now, so we're gonna do that. Yeah. So we're gonna take a break this week. Um, we'll be back. Um, not next Monday, but the Monday after that. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it is great. Uh, so we hope this episode, it's 50 minutes. It's a little shorter, but it's still almost an hour. So mm. you got your holiday Sorry. Uh, holiday yeah. info for you first to share with your family over the holidays. <laughs> if you're traveling, I hope you're not traveling far or if so, being safe about traveling for the holidays. Um, but yeah. You don't need me to scold you. You hear it all the time. <laughs> so I hope you guys all have a very merry holiday season. Yeah, I hope so, too. I yeah. I, I, I appreciate you all. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you, you all. Doing this podcast is the greatest Christmas gift I could ever receive. Stop. What? <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> okay. I, there, there are things, but this is the greatest um, uh, gift that I that I can reasonably expect someone to purchase for me. That I can. I don't know. What? I don't know what I'm saying. 
The greatest gift so that doesn't cost So what's our Venmo so they can give us Christmas presents? Oh, so you can send so us... We sell, so we are celebrating Christmas. So if you want to send us anything on December 25th, um, if you want to help us celebrate this pagan holiday, then you can Venmo... Or you can. Do we have a PayPal? Yeah, we have a PayPal. Okay, known unknowns has a PayPal. Go to paypal.me slash known unknowns. Or you can Venmo me specifically. I don't remember what that is. <laughs> okay. You can Venmo Carly. You can Venmo Harry. I don't know what my Venmo is. We'll put it in the description. <laughs> okay. You can also PayPal us. Merry Christmas to us. <laughs> if you want to send known unknowns a Christmas present. But yeah. no, no pressure. Or like a food bank in your area would be nice too. But what? Donate food to a food bank? Yeah, food or money or anything. Yeah, that's true. If you want to give, but if you already give to done something that, cool. I mean, we don't have that much money. No, we're we poor always, as heck. We always need more. <laughs> anyway, we're yeah. About, yeah, go, go. We're about to be unemployed. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, next time you hear from us, we will have like. Ooh, no work. The next time you hear from us, we will be officially unemployed. I will record is right after I apply for unemployment because it'll be no, 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 no. Yeah, it's Sunday. That Sunday is my last day of work. Oh yeah, that Sunday is my last day of work. Our place of, our the place we are employed is closing up for the closing up until about March. Mm-hmm. So sad face. We will be unemployed. So. Anyway. Anyway. Hope you all have a very merry whatever you celebrate. Or if you celebrate nothing, you you know, I hope you get some snow. I hope you, yeah. I hope you have a good time inside. Yeah. I hope you get the 24th and 25th off of work because it's a national holiday. Mm hmm. All right, everyone. Uh, Thanks for listening. This has been. Thanks for listening. This has been. Known unknowns. What? What? I don't know. I've I've been Harry. I'm still Carly. And this has been... Known unknowns. You messed it up. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, man. It's been over a year. All right. Let's try that again. I've been Harry. I'm still Carly. And this has been... Known unknowns. Waiter, what's this egg doing in my nog? Because it's weird out there. Bye. Bye.